Here in America, work is in trouble. We've offshored our manufacturing, sent away good jobs, and lost so much ability to make things. American Giant is a company that's pushing back against this tide. They make high-quality clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, promo code STAPLE20. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Back to Irv, uh, obviously spent his first few years at Kubiak Playbook. How much of that can translate and what you're going to be asking him to do and how much is new to him? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, as far as the verbiage and the terms, all that will be new. Um, but in a lot of ways, when a guy does things well on a football field, you can translate it uh, to really any system, whether it's being a vertical threat down the field, um, having a role in the run game, um, all the different ways we marry the run in the past. I think Irv has the perfect skill set uh, to play a big role in that. And I know he was uh, really going back and watching him. I know he was feeling really, really good before the injury last year. He'd had a really productive camp. Um, and it was obviously a shame that he didn't get to kind of see all that hard work uh, come to fruition in the season. But that's what we're trying to help him do now, get him right back to where he was, if not better, if not stronger. Um, and then obviously it's about the scheme uh, and Irv taking it from there. All right, welcome to the Viking Age podcast, the official podcast of thevikingage.com. I'm Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for the Viking Age. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Chris Shad, who writes for us here at the Viking Age, as well as several other uh, sports online publications. Um, But before we get started today, make sure to uh, go to the description in this episode and uh, fill out the entry form for the free Justin Jefferson jersey that we are giving away. The giveaway ends on May 6th. Terms and conditions apply. All you have to do is head down to the description, hit the entry link, and uh, do whatever it tells you to do after that. And lastly, make sure you subscribe to this channel and like this video. And if you have done that already, we appreciate you for doing so. All right. A week from today, the NFL draft begins uh before we get started with our 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 show that we the topics that we would like to talk about today chris do you have any uh hot takes that you've just you know been waiting to get out about the nfl draft next week that you can't you know keep in inside you anymore it's so weird like i i think i'm excited for the draft i always am because there's something weird that always happens every year and i'm sure this year with all the unpredictability we're going to have some surprises in the first round as we're watching. That's why it draws such big ratings. But when it comes to the Vikings, there's just not a pick that would really get me excited. Uh, We'll talk about some of the players that we'll trade up for in the draft later in this program. But I mean, I hear a lot of takes on Jamison Williams. 
Uh, we talked a little bit about him on Monday as a player that might kind of uh, disgruntle the fan base, but it seems like I was wrong. Like a lot of the fan base would be excited about Jamison Williams despite the torn ACL. So I'm not really sure what the pulse of the fan base is right now. And I don't really know what to think either because we don't know this front office. We don't know what they want to do, how they want to build their team. And I think that's what makes things kind of exciting. So no really hot takes, just kind of excited for it to get over with. Yeah, I think I heard someone talking earlier today about, you know, based on what what Kwesi has, has done in the past. And I'm like, done done what in the past? He's never been a GM before. <laughs> He's never been the GM for yeah. a draft. So uh, I have my expectations, not that they're zero, but like I just don't know what to expect from, from the Vikings with this draft because we're just so used to Rick Spielman, uh, trade him back, trade him back, trade him back. So maybe this will be this some of the same or, or it'll be a refreshing, you know, new approach. Hopefully that is what happens. All right. Today, whether you like it or not, we're going to talk about Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel, the 49ers receiver, as he uh, reportedly would like to be known, uh, has requested a trade, reportedly, from the 49ers, according to multiple reports. And the 49ers reportedly have zero intention of trading Samuel this year, borrowing the phrase from the Rick Spielman handbook of uh, trade responses, zero intention. So that, that could be the kiss of death, actually. Uh, Samuel wants a lucrative contract extension, and the 49ers are apparently willing to give it to him. He just really is interested in staying in San Francisco. So there's... Reports of him wanting to be used less as a running back and more as a true receiver, uh, probably probably because he wants to play longer in the league than like five or six years. Uh, there's even a report from Adam Sheffer recently that uh, Samuel wants to play closer to his hometown in South Carolina. And I believe Samuel actually laughed about that on his Instagram uh, story. Um, but Samuel is 26 years old. He's been in the NFL for three seasons. And last season, he finished with 77 catches for 1,405 yards and six touchdown catches, in addition to carrying the ball 59 times for 365 yards and eight touchdowns. Okay, Chris, just a simple question. Should the Vikings try to trade for Debo Samuel? Yep. I know that's a terrible podcast answer, but yep, that that's... <laughs> That's my answer there. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people's response to that is, well, you can't do that. Why not? This is the NFL. You can manipulate the cap all you want. If you've been excited about the Vikings doing financial gymnastics every year to keep together a roster that has not made the playoffs in two years and has not been over 500 for over 800 days, you can do some more financial gymnastics to go get Debo Samuel. We are talking about an all-pro offensive weapon. And when yep. you talk about Kirk Cousins, it's all about supporting cast, right? You got to get the you get the perfect offensive line, the perfect receivers, the perfect running back, perfect everybody. Cabana boy, fanning him off, rubbing some lotion on, getting a tan in the pocket just to check down to CJ Ham, right? Get him Debo Samuel. Have Justin Jefferson on one side, had Adam Thielen on the other. Debo Samuel running around in the slot, Irv Smith Jr. at tight end, and Dalvin Cook at running back, and put the floor on the gas. I don't care about defense because you want a hot draft take? There is no player in this draft 
that will have the same impact that Debo Samuel would have on this team. So if you can make it happen, if you can do your little ribbon dance or Fantasia thing with the salary cap, Rob Brzezinski, do it. Make the trade. Don't think twice. Will it actually happen? Probably not. But to totally dismiss it like some people have, I don't think that's uh, I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah, they definitely should uh, kick the can, especially because one, Kwesi Adolfo Mensa used to work for the 49ers, and he was on the in the 49ers front office when they drafted Debo Samuel. So I'm sure he's very familiar with Debo. Uh, he knows probably a lot about him. Um, but yeah, like you mentioned, this is a player that could you know improve your offense greater than any probably draft prospect out there this year. Um, Yesterday, after this came down, I put out uh, a little proposed trade out on Twitter, um, and it has been getting a polarizing response of lots of no's, what are you crazy, and yes, of course. Um, but I threw out, you know, the Vi- here's what the Vikings would get in the trade. They'd get Debo Samuel and the 49ers' fourth-round pick, which the Vikings do not have a fourth-round pick this year, in exchange for Dalvin Cook and the Vikings' first-round pick this year. Now, I threw the first-round pick in because the 49ers do not have a first-round pick this year because of the Trey Lance trade last year. So I feel like that would probably be more enticing for them, and it's a first-round pick. I threw this out there because last year, six of the seven top NFL scoring offenses in 2021 didn't have a 1,000-yard rusher on their roster. And the one that did was the Cowboys, and that was Ezekiel Elliott, and he had like 1,003 rushing yards. So it wasn't like he was rushing for 1,400. Um, And then three of the top five scoring offenses last year had multiple players finish with at least 1,000 receiving yards. So, yes, Dalvin Cook, he has a top three running back in the NFL. And, yes, it means absolutely nothing as far as how successful your offense can be. Jonathan Taylor was the best back in the NFL last year. They did not, the Colts did not make the playoffs. It meant nothing. Um, so trading away Dalvin Cook and having Alexander Madison or drafting someone as your running back is perfectly fine, especially when you're bringing over Kevin O'Connell, who comes over from the Rams, who just had what? Sony Michelle as, as their leading rusher, who had under a thousand yards. And let me ask you this you regard do you regard the Chiefs as uh, you know, a high-powered offense in today's NFL? You would, right? Yeah. Could you name who their leading rusher was last year? Well, it wasn't. This is a trick question because it's not Clyde Edwards Lair. It's not. Um, it was not Damian Williams. Hmm. Nope. Close though. Close. Darren Williams? It was Darrell or Williams. He, Darrell Williams. I, five... I thought of the old Broncos quarter yeah. quarterback who was shot. Yes. With 558 rushing yards. So for the Chiefs, who are regarded by a lot of people as one of the best offenses in the NFL, had an okay running back. So, you know, this isn't Mike Zimmer's system anymore. This is supposed to be a more modern offense focused around three wide receiver sets. And, you know, you're bringing Debo Samuel. Yes, he's going to cost a lot. But would you rather pay for... Uh, let's say Delvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, and 
either Adam Thielen and an okay third receiver, or would you rather play pay for Justin Jefferson, Debo Samuel, and Adam Thielen and a okay running back? I don't think it's a hard decision to make. Um, so what what just what did you think about that that trade proposal that I even came up with? Where you I saw I think I saw that you liked it. Does that mean that you would have been fine with it? I. If- the 49ers, if that's what it would take to get Debo Samuel, absolutely. Dalvin Cook is going to be 27 years old this season. That is historically where running backs have broken down. It used to be they just kind of ran them into the ground like Emmett Smith and Adrian Peterson, but now teams are willing to bail on that. And plus, I, I mean, you have the injury concerns. He misses a couple games every year. Alexander Madison, not the same level of running back, but he's looked fine in replace in place of Dalvin Cook and getting cheaper at the running back position. If it's not a priority this year, it will be a priority next year. So to keep your second round pick, if you're really upset about it, draft Brees Hall, draft Isaiah Spiller, draft Kenneth Walker the third. There are options in the draft. That being said, the 49ers aren't going to take on a running back that's making what about $10 million a year, maybe more. And uh, (laughs) yeah, I've had a friend actually mentioned to me, he's like, well, the Carolina Panthers, he should just do Christian McCaffrey for Debo Samuel. And I'm like, the 49ers will never do that. They'll, they'll never. At least Cook's still good. Right. McCaffrey's barely played. Well, and his theory was you could use McCaffrey as a receiver and limit the wear and tear. But I'm like, it's already been, the damage has been done. Like he's going to get injuries no matter where he lines up because of his workload. Debo Samuel has had about 300 less touches every season. So, I mean, to sit there and go, well, we'll trade a running back for him. He's not a running back. He's a wide receiver. Like Kyle Shanahan does weird stuff because he's in this illusion of complexity things too. And he's out here benching Brandon Ayuk. He's uh, gun shy about putting Trey Lance out there, even though he looks competent, which in a rookie quarterback window, that's exactly what you want. Like it's, it's just a really weird situation in San Francisco. And it makes me wonder what's going on. So your trade idea is good from a Viking standpoint. But if I'm the 49ers, I'm not taking that deal. Yeah. One thing I would say for people that say that the 49ers don't want to pay uh, Dalvin Cook, I would go back to the money they gave Jarek McKinnon. Now, maybe they learned from that and they're like, we're not going to do that anymore. But they gave a lot of money to to Jarek McKinnon and he didn't play for the next two years. So they're probably like, let's not do that anymore. We were fine without him. And ever since then, they've used like six round running backs. Yeah, yeah. They so maybe traded they, up they, for Trey Sermon and benched him all year. They could have definitely learned from that experience, and I I would agree with that. I the read the whole reason to even trade Dalvin Cook is because of his high salary. If he was making one two million a year, which he's not worth, he he's worth more than that. But if he, if he was making yeah. that, sure, keep him. But he's not. And the Vikings in this today's version of the NFL, you do not need a top three running back. What I don't I don't understand the obsession. Of this fan base with with running backs because you look Adrian Peterson oh he's he's an all time great top three running back Dalvin Cook great running back top three in the league right now what has that done for the Vikings it has done absolutely nothing 
So, and I think it's, I, I think it's a large portion of the fan base that has grown up watching these running backs. Like yeah. when you and I were younger, there was Robert Smith. He was awesome. Then, was you know, there's that it, like people, people hang on to like the worst possible eras of Vikings football at certain <laughs> positions. Like when you talk about, Hey, you should draft Malik. Willis. Well, he could be Christian Ponder. It's like, no, 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 no. Watch Malik Willis play. Like, yeah, it's complete. He could bust like Christian Ponder, but he's not Christian Ponder. No, no, no. He can't do that. He, yeah. he might be Christian. He might be Teddy. You could draft him and he'll step in a hole and his knee will explode and yep. they'll, it'll be like a war, war injury or something. And you can't, you can't possibly do that. You can't play without a running back. You, you can't. Dalvin Cook, like the other thing this fan base does is they act like, and I know I'm going on a tangent here, but they act like players are just invincible and will never age. Like this, that's the thing that upsets me the most about this offseason. It's just like you have all these players that are on the wrong side of 30 or mm-hmm. in running back years, old mm-hmm. yeller territory. Like mm-hmm. it, it's just like the Dalvin Cook's gonna be good forever and whatever. By the way, he's got a legal issue too. I, I don't yep. know if we want to go yep. down that rabbit hole, but it's just something to mention. Like yeah. these, these. Everybody just thinks that Eric Kendricks and Harrison Smith and Adam Thielen are just going to play forever. Like it, it's not a thing and they could get away with it this year. If they want to force the issue like they're doing and they think they can win, go for it. I think it's testing the theory that Zimmer was a bad coach, but you know, to sit there and go two or three years down the road, we have to have Dalvin cook on this four year contract and play it out. No, you don't like he's a luxury. He's a luxury mm-hmm. item, just like every other veteran on this team. So that's yeah. that's I, my rant for the day, I guess. <laughs> I just think an offense with Justin Jefferson and Debo Samuel, uh, one, it just makes those two guys even better because who are you going to cover? Who's the defense covering? Like, are you double covering Jefferson? Are you double covering Samuel? Like, then you free up Irv Smith. If he can get on the field, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um and you know, and some of the uh, responses I've seen have been like, "Well, the Vikings have they have KJ Osborne? Where they where they need to get Debo Samuel for?" And I'm like, what? What the guy who had like zero? Yeah. He had zero offensive snaps in as in two years ago. Two years ago, he had zero like, offensive snaps. Again, that's <laughs> another Homer take. Like every fan base values their own players oh, yeah. better than whatever. And I mean, maybe it's like a West Coast thing where like, oh, I haven't seen too much of Debo Samuel play because I've been watching Red Zone all the time. Mm-hmm. Like Debo's KJ Osborne is not Debo Samuel, guys. Let, let's just throw that and out. And a lot there. of people, if you need to sit down look, that one or not. But yeah, a lot of people look at Debo Samuel, too, as like a gadget player. And yes, he took carries in the backfield, but he's not that like his carries in the backfield were him lining up in the backfield. He wasn't like. Mm-hmm this jet sweep kind of guy, he was like, like Cordell Patterson. He was lining up in the backfield because the Niners had running back problems and he still averaged like 13 yards a touch with those mm-hmm. carries. Like, yes, he, uh, I think he's missed 11 games in the last three years, but guess what? So has Adam Thielen. Okay. So, but, but, want... but, but Thielen's from Minnesota. Okay? Know, Did you know I he know. went to Mankato? Did yeah, you did you yeah, know he went yeah. to Mankato? Just want to I just, throw that out there. I don't know. I think I think the Vikings should kick the tires. And if if listen, this this ownership wants to be, in their words, super competitive. And if you want to be super competitive, you go out and get the best players. You give yourself the best chance to win. And trading for someone like Debo Samuel 
and the offense that you're trying to run next year gives you the best chance to win. And you know what I would like about a Debo Samuel trade? It would show me the Vikings are really serious about this winning thing. Because, yeah. I mean, right now it's just kind of this half, you know, uh, I mean, well, we, we just need a new win, coach, but we're competitive rebuild, right? Yeah. Like, go all in. Just Quasi should kick the door down and going, no, nah, we're contending for a Super Bowl. Like, make that move. Because, I mean, if you stay there at 12, you could get a good player. He could be good in a couple of years. If you get Debo Samuel, you're going, we're contending for a Super Bowl. We're probably not the best team, but we are contending for a Super Bowl. And I think as a fan base, yeah. we would greatly appreciate that. Yeah, and I think the Rams are showing people, the, the team that Kevin O'Connell just came from, is that outside of the top five, like first-round picks, they're probably not as valuable as a player who's already established. Like, we already know Debo Samuel is good, is great. And you're, people are like, no, no, just just get a receiver in the draft. Okay, let's let's copy what people have done with the the quarterback and Christian Ponder thing. What if you get a receiver and he's Laquan Treadwell? What if he's Troy Williamson? So like, we can play. We can use that for both sides of the argument. So you can either take a a chance on a first round pick or a second round pick for a receiver, or you can get someone like Debo Samuel who is worth the money. And you can move on from Adam Thielen in like a year or two, free up that money, one, and the cap is going to go up, and you get rid of other players, even more cap space, and Debo Samuel's salary doesn't even matter. And your offense gets better because he is good. We already know he's good. We don't need to to look at draft tape or take a guess on him. He is good. Um, you, you ever watch Family Guy? Sometimes, yeah. You ever seen the episode where I can't, it's like really early in the show, but um, this timeshare salesman's about to sell Peter something. And he's like, well, you oh, can boy. get this boat or you can get what's in this box. And Lois is like, we'll yeah. take the boat. And like, Peter's like, no, a boat's a boat, but this, this could be anything in this box. It could even be a boat. And it was like yeah. two tickets to a crappy show or something. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what mm-hmm. it was, but yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's that's basically Listen, it. there could be there could be very good receivers in the, this draft, mm-hmm. but you have a sure thing in Debo Samuel, and I I don't know mm-hmm. if the Vikings want to give up the assets to get him or whatever. I don't know how much the 49ers are will. They did do the no intention thing, which means we don't want to trade him. But if you're going to give us a good offer, we'll probably listen. Um, so I don't know what the Vikings plans are as far as that goes. Do they want to have, you know, Debo and Justin Jefferson on the same team? Do those guys, you know, do they want to have, do they, they both want to be the top receiver or do they want to work together? It's a, it's a complicated thing. But my last question on this is, you know, I would say aside from Justin Jefferson, are there any players on the Vikings roster that you would say are un, uh, off limits, uh, in a trade for Debo Samuel? Ryan O'Neal, Christian okay. Derrissaw. Hmm. Outside of that. You'd be fine with Daniil no. being gone? Uh, not Daniil. I guess, yeah, that's that's a good one. Forgot about that. <laughs> I don't know how that happened, but yeah. Yeah, I'd put Daniil on that list. Is there is the first round pick too steep? Do you think if you had to give that up, like pick 12, do you think that would be too steep if you had to give that up for... For Debo? I looked this up actually for an article that's going to drop at zone coverage tomorrow morning. Did you do the Jimmy Johnson thing? And 
Uh, no, but I, uh, <laughs> so Devonte Adams went to Las Vegas. The Packers got a first and a second round in this year's draft back. Tyreek Hill went to Miami and Miami got a 2022 first, a 2022 second, a 2022 fourth, and then fourth and sixth round picks in 2023. So if you look at it that way and say, okay, the baseline is a first and second round pick this year, Mm -hmm. 49ers could get two good players with those picks, right? You look at the rest of that trade. There have been 48 players drafted by the Vikings in the fourth through fifth rounds since 2000 in the past 10 years. So 2012, that would have been mm-hmm. of those players. Stefan Diggs is the only pro bowler. And then the only players to get meaningful roles. And you can debate this all you want are Tyler Conklin and Oli Udo. That's a 6% hit rate. Mm-hmm. So if, if they want late round picks, if they want the Rick Spielman special, give it to them. Like yeah. if that's the loose change that makes the dollar fine. You know, you hit yeah. on one. Yeah, I re- I just go back to the to the Rams. Like they they kind of came up with just a new strategy, and people were like, "Oh, look at them! They're trading away all their first round picks or whatever." And yeah, they won the Super Bowl. So mm-hmm. like, you can't you can't argue against their their strategy anymore. So I think if you're you're outside of the top five in in the draft, your 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 pick. Pick six to me is probably has just a chance, just a good a chance of succeeding as as pick thirty two to me in the first round. Like that's that's just the way it has been. There are even in this draft, there are very few sure things. Like people still don't know exactly who's going to be the number one pick, and if that number one pick is going to be good. I think there's I don't even know how many players in this draft people are willing to like bet on as like this guy's going to be like a solid starter for a long time i i don't know um and so this would be this is the year i think that's why we've seen so much movement with receivers and other players is this draft class is not that good so so people are like let's get guys that we know are are already good and debo is one of those and if you hang on to your 2023 first round pick like you don't have to throw that in for getting debo samuel you can use that pick to take a quarterback and this isn't a Kirk thing. It's just an economical thing because you're going to need to hit on a rookie quarterback eventually to afford Justin Jefferson. Get that rookie quarterback who might not even need to be elite level. He could be adequate, kind of like Kirk is. And if you have Debo Samuel and Justin Jefferson, I don't know, maybe Adam Thielen does another restructure where he gives himself a pay raise and he's still here. And I mean, you know, that. It all works out. Like what? Put the best possible supporting cast around a guy and see what. Listen, happens. man, Adam Thielen. People will rave about him now as like the number two receiver. He would be the number. He would be the best number three receiver in the league automatically. Yeah, like without Absolutely. question. That's not even a dig at him. No, like, you know, if you, if you said that, people would be like, "Well, no, you're disrespect. You just don't like him." Well, no, like he would. Honestly, you would have the best triplet, so to speak. That's like Jake Reed in in 98. Absolutely. Jake Reed got a thousand yards receiving the year before Randy Moss got there. And then he became the number three receiver because Randy Moss was better. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, it's not a dig on Adam Thielen. We just said he would be the best. Um, All right, let's move on to the next topic because we just talked about (laughs) 
Debo Samuel for like 25 minutes. Uh, the next topic has to do it, it. It it is something the Vikings need to consider if they're serious about winning. It's something they need to consider. But okay, all right. Uh, the Vikings, uh, well, Vikings tight end Irv Smith Jr. He he spoke to the media last week for like the first time, and I guess since his his surgery, uh, he had surgery to repair his meniscus on his knee back in September. Uh, originally, the recovery time for Smith after his surgery was expected to be around four to five months. So it's now been eight months, almost eight months since his surgery, and the Vikings have uh, still been having Smith work to the side with a trainer during some of their recent OTA sessions. And, and these are not like throwing around or or doing really any drills. It's strength and conditioning. So even with those, they're having Irv Smith work to the side with the trainer doing his kind of his own thing. Uh, Vikings head coach Kevin O'Connell says there's that they're not going to push Smith, you know, really until they get the okay from the team doctors. And, and both O'Connell and Smith have said that the plan is to have him ready for training camp. Gee, I hope so. Um, so Chris, you know, some people might look at this and be like, Oh, they're, you know, he had knee surgery, but just easing them in. And, you know, you know, they know what they're doing. The doctors know what they're doing, especially probably these doctors more than the old ones. Um, but still, is there, is there any concern with the Vikings taking it slow with Irv Smith eight months, almost eight months after his surgery, when his, you know, expected recovery time was four to five months. I think so. I mean, a little bit, you kind of got to be concerned, right? But you also don't want him going out there full bore for a mini camp practice. So yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, why, why risk him? I mean, that's how we got into this mess, right? Mm-hmm. Mike Zimmer wanted a t- preseason touchdown so bad. He sacrificed Irv Smith Jr.'s knee raised it up to the heavens or whatever. And just like, give me a preseason touchdown. Give me that. And I know Mike Zimmer talks like softly, but I assume behind the scenes, it's more like a Vince McMahon kind of growly. Like Mike Zimmer. I, I want the preseason touchdown. You saw hard knocks when he was uh, with the Bengals. He wasn't being quiet. Yeah. Yeah. No, he, he was only he quiet to the media. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and then he got like <laughs> upset at them at the end. And he's got the, he's do got you the miss, raspy. Do you miss Zim's yeah. press conferences, by the For way? For sure. I, um, I, you know, Kevin O'Connell had his <laughs> yeah, the yes. other day. He had his the other day. And uh, it was like, I looked at the time and it was like 20 minutes. And I'm like, I'm sorry, dude. I'm not, I'm not sitting through 20 minutes of <laughs> listening to you. Like, I think Zimmer's press conferences tops were like eight minutes because he's like, the- I'm getting out of here, the pl- guys. The playback speed feature on YouTube is so clutch. Because <laughs> you oh, really? just fire that thing up uh, like oh. 1.5 and you watch oh, okay. the whole thing through. Okay. And there you I go. Mean, yeah, I, I mean, I read like stuff 15? about what, what Kevin know. O'Connell said, but like I looked at it, I was like, 20 minutes? No, like about stuff where he's going to talk about collaboration and, you know, morale and all that stuff. And, and, and all the coach speak like for 20 minutes. Nah, I'm not. Not going to do that. I'll read about it, but I'm not going to do that. (laughs) And it's a lot of filler, too. It is. Which he's trying trying to be nice and, like, answer the reporter's question. And as, you know, a reporter, well, not a reporter, reporter, but I mean, like, you know, if I was in that room interviewing Kevin O'Connell, I would be very appreciative of the quotes that he's giving me. We'll see. We'll see how long they are during the season. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
that, that's going to be interesting because mm-hmm. like, I remember Matthew Collar saying something like Quasey said to like the group of reporters after his press conference, like, yeah, I'll, I'll be friendly and I'll say hi to you every Monday, even if we're losing. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, you're not. No, mm-hmm. this is the NFL. You're going to be pissed. You're going to be pissed mm-hmm. if you lose. If, if you're not mad after a loss, something is wrong with you. So yeah. I don't know. I'm not bashing them. And it's not that I'm not giving them a chance. It's just, it's just such a difference from Rick Spielman and Mike Zimmer to Quasey and Kevin O'Connell, because it's just like, we're friendly. We're, we put a basketball hoop up in the players lounge and whatever. And people are dunking on each other. Mm -hmm. I wait until somebody blows their knee out doing that because the Vikings like practice on an Indian burial ground or something like that. Like, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, with, with Irv Smith, I'd say there's a little bit of concern. I wouldn't, I wouldn't like the the meter's up a little bit, but it's not like going crazy. But like, yeah, yellow or almost, orange, um, whatever is lower, I guess. I, I don't know. I, yellow, probably yellow, yellow, yellow. yellow. Yeah. yeah, we're in the yellow. Like yeah. Homer Simpson at the power plant, you probably got your yellow, your orange, yeah. and yeah, it's it's concerning because you look at someone like Daniel Hunter, who I know is a totally different injury. But he tore his mm-hmm. peck, and he's fine. He's comp- participating fully in uh, these OTAs, and Irv Smith is not. And Daniel Hunter got injured what three, four months ago. Um, yeah. And 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 Irv Smith had his surgery, which is which it wasn't like it was major surgery, but it's not like it's not an ACL. It's just to like repair some stuff in your knee. Which I I don't know a whole lot about it, so I'm not going to speak a whole lot about it and embarrass myself. But to me, a surgery like that would would be like, okay, we're gonna, you know, be ready for OTAs. But I, I do understand because you look at their tight end depth, and they have no one behind Irv Smith, and you know that that could change coming up. Which is my next question: is you know should the Vikings use an early round pick, which is rounds one through three on a tight end as kind of either insurance or as a future replacement for, for Irv Smith. Well, after this year, the Vikings have to decide whether to pay Irv Smith. Right. So like, that's kind of the crappy part. Like the last two seasons, people forget like two years ago, he was banged up too. He had a really bad mm-hmm. back injury that kept him off the field. And like, you were like, Oh yeah, Irv's blowing up down the stretch. He did like two catches for 12 yards. And like both of them were touchdowns. Like the, the Kyle Rudolph special at the end of his career. It's like, Rudy's mm-hmm. got a touchdown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was the only catch mm-hmm. he had all game. Mm-hmm. And it was at the one. So if he explodes, like he's going to go to the bargaining table, like give me a big contract. And like Quasey's going to be like, ah, we got to pay Justin Jefferson. And we just traded yeah. for Tebow. And yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can't really do that right now. So at this, at this point, it, regardless of what he does next year, would you just let him walk no matter what? I think I would. Yeah. I, I mean, I think I would. I'm not Unless he's willing to him. like. No, well, we keep hearing about how he's going to break out. And, and people said, does, like, people said like, how awesome he was during training camp last year. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I there is it. that. But, and Justin Jefferson I mean, was not in a, good in training camp. And Justin, yeah, Justin Jefferson was not good in training camp. And he turned out to be pretty good on the field during games. Well, see, Johnson just, was, yeah. 
Was PC he Johnson good in training camp? And Mike Zimmer was like, "Stupid rookies! I'm not playing a rookie. I need." PC I don't know because he liked Mike Hughes. You like? He thought Mike Hughes was like one of the best picks he ever made. And then that's a fair point. Know. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't read a whole lot in the, in the training camp. I understand he did well, but and also I wouldn't expect Irv Smith to play at all in the preseason, oh. um, because they're going to be like. Now, I, I don't even know if Kirk Cousins is going to play because I think what the, did the Rams even play any other? I think Matthew Stafford set out the whole preseason last year. So I would yeah. I would ex- expect the Vikings to take a similar approach. I wouldn't expect Justin Jefferson to play at all. Devin Cook, I wouldn't expect him like it's going to be the Sean Mannion show in the preseason. Maybe the Kellen show. Hopefully. Actually. <laughs> hopefully. Um, or the Malik Wallace show. <clears throat> yeah, they, they they definitely need to draft a tight end with one of their first few picks. Um I know that there's some solid tight ends. I don't think any of them have a first round grade, maybe a late first round grade. Um, but I think at least by the third, you gotta you gotta look for a tight end because yeah, who who's the backup? Johnny Munt, who's coming off a torn ACL. Uh, there's some other guys. Like I I don't even know. And I'm supposed to cover this team. I have no idea who who their number two tight end is. It's uh, Johnny freaking Munt to you. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, so, so, so. Yes. Just like just like Seth freaking Rollins changed his name. It's officially freaking now. Yeah. Uh yeah. So yeah, they got yeah, they gotta do something there. I think good luck to Irv Smith, but my expectations for him right now, I have none. I have no expectations. If he does well, great. If he does poorly, I I don't it doesn't bother me either. What do you got? And that's that's not a bad thing. That's not no, a bad no, thing. No. Like, you know, we say that. We're like, we have no expectations for him. We should let him walk, whatever. Anything Irv Smith does for this offense is kind of gravy when you think about it. Because if he breaks yeah. out, you at least got to think about it. Like, okay, do you, do you sign him? What do you what do? Because yeah, he's young. Here? What is he, like 23? Yeah. He's still, still very young. Uh, yeah, he's 23, 24. He's yeah. like the Daniil Hunter of the offense. Right, right. Yeah, so you got that's the thing. It's a contract year. So though those years are always tough because, you know, you look at guys who've, who've done well in the past like that, and then they get paid um, and doesn't turn out too well. Was, was Sidney Rice, was Sidney Rice a contract year? Didn't he get drafted? He, he never got, got paid with... though. Cause he no, held he got... out. Oh yeah, that's right. He, he held wanted out to get paid. and then he hurt his hip. And then, mm-hmm. yeah. And then the Vikings were like, to. Oh, your hip though. He got paid by the Seahawks. Yeah. Um, or was it? Didn't, did nothing. I thought I remember what happened because he he okay so he had that monster year in 2009. Yeah, and then at the end of the season, like he was like, "Hey, I got this hip injury. I could play through it, but I want to get paid." Mm. And the Vikings were like, "No, we're not going to pay you." So he's like, "All right, I'm going to get this surgery then." Mm. And he was out until like November, and then he mm-hmm. played in like two games, and he got hurt again, and then like he wound up getting paid in free agency by the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't very good. Like the hip injury right. just screwed him over. Yeah. So I, I, if I remember right, that's what happened. Yeah, I think somebody's right. probably screaming at their computer, being like, "You idiot!" But yeah. Sydney Rice, number the number one Sydney Rice fan is is watching. Um, all right, moving on. From I Irv love Sydney Rice. He was but, fun. He way. was. He was. Oh He's, yeah. We talk about one year wonders with like quarterbacks and stuff. Like he was. He was a good one year wonder for for the Vikings. I mean, I don't. I don't remember him doing great things with Tavares Jackson as his quarterback, but maybe he did. But those years were also blurry for me because I was in college, so I don't remember those like 2006 to 2008 seasons. 
probably for a good reason though. I remember going to training camp right after he got drafted and like receivers were like catching mm-hmm. passes because you were a little closer back then. And you could just hear like the ball just <laughs> right off of people's hands. And then Rice would catch it. And it was just this soft, <laughs> like right <laughs> in his hands. It's like, yeah. and I, I don't know why I'm like, he might be good. And then he, he was. was good for a while. And then he, he just was. got hurt. Pretty uh, wary. He wore 18. Yeah. 18. Just 18. Just, just like Justin Jefferson. It's got to be the number. Um, all right, so the last topic will be we're going to talk about some some 22, 2022 draft prospects that uh, might be worth trading up for. So so one week from today, we talked about the first round of the 2022 NFL draft will kick off from the bright lights of Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm sure no prospects will get in any sort of trouble in Las Vegas. Nothing ever happens out there so currently the vikings have the number 12 pick in the first round but since they have a new gm and quasi dofa we really have uh, no idea what their approach will be this year but you know let's say the vikings are open to to trading up in the first round this year if someone they like starts to slide you know who do you think is a prospect that is worth trading up for for the Vikings. I've got someone in mind. I'm curious to hear, you know, who you would be willing to trade up for. It's Malik Willis. Yeah. Because I think compared to the other quarterbacks in this class, he's the one that has the biggest, like, oh my God, tool Trump card. A lot of people are getting on the Sam Howell train. Um, I might yeah. need to go back and watch a little more of him, but is he I like mean, homeless it- Baker Mayfield? that's that's what a lot of people say. A lot of people have been raving about his arm. They're like, well, he runs with power. I'm like, dude's not running in the NFL, man. No. Like, he's not, <laughs> he's not that fast. Like, people thought Baker Mayfield was going to be a bit of a dual threat. And, like, he just... He's he Christian Ponder fast. He's Christian yeah. Ponder fast. He's, I can run all over the field and escape people. But in the NFL, you have guys like Jordan Davis who weighed 340 pounds. You got Daniel Hunter and, chasing after you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think this class is so weird because there's no, like there are freak prospects, but there are not freak prospects that I would trade up for. Like Jordan Davis, if he fell to like 10, I wouldn't say, yeah, trade up for Jordan Davis. There was a trade. um, I believe Trevor Sycamon, Connor Rogers, the NFL draft exchange a pro football Mm -hmm. focus podcast. They had the Vikings trading up to six to draft Derek Stingley jr. With sauce Gardner on the board. No, um, no, I wouldn't. I I wouldn't trade up for a corner. No, I Jameson no. Williams maybe, but that's a maybe for me. No, how about you? Uh, honest answer: I wouldn't trade up for anybody. But if if the Vikings had to, or if they were interested in someone, my guy would be Notre Dame safety Kyle Hamilton. You know, if he's still on the board, I think the Vikings should should. After the first few picks, I think the Vikings should try and maybe see if they can move up to to draft him. He's six foot four, two twenty. He's got super long arms, great instincts on the field. One of his mock draftable comparisons is Chargers safety Derwin James, who most I think would agree is is one of the better safeties in the NFL today. Yes, he ran a slower forty time than some anticipated during his pre-draft testing, but that doesn't mean he was slow. He ran it in four, still ran it in four, five, nine. Uh, you know who ran their 40 time in a very similar time? That would be Harrison Smith, who ran the 40 in four 
0.54 seconds. So uh, that hasn't seemed to affect his ability to be a good safety on the field. I think Hamilton would be a great, you know, addition who could make an impact immediately in the Vikings defense in their secondary. Cam Bynum is 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 getting better. He could be a starting safety, but I think Kyle Hamilton is a better option to be uh, an immediate impact player than someone like Cam Bynum would be. And it'd be great to have him pair with Smith back there. And in the future, one or two years down the road, he could replace Smith as the top safety uh, on the Vikings roster. So if the Vikings had to, I would go with with Kyle Hamilton. Uh, I think he is worth trading up for for the Vikings do you uh what do you think about that I think the only thing that would give people pause is the fact that he's a safety and people like oh you can't draft a safety like that high but I mean go watch the play against Florida State where he's on one end of the field and sprints Mm -hmm. to the other like Mm -hmm. I think we talked about this last week where you know game speed speed. and you know 40 yard dash speed are two different things yeah. Like if you're in a game, you see the ball, you're going to go get the ball. Like yeah. you're just going to spread harder. If you're, you know, underwear Olympics situation, you're just going to focus on your training and run what you run. This guy has the best coverage skills. This guy is a thumper in the box. He's a do it all safety. I mean, we're talking about winning right now. Like the Vikings are having two safeties like that on the back end. Wouldn't be a bad thing in my mind. Yeah. Listen, uh, if, if speed, like straight line speed, mattered so much, the Raiders would be a dynasty. Um, <laughs> but they're yes. not. So it doesn't doesn't really matter. Um, but yeah, that's what I, I got for today. Next week, we'll probably have a, a more in-depth draft preview since it'll be officially be draft week. Um, but that's all I got for today. Make sure you follow the Vikings on Twitter, Facebook, subscribe to this channel, like this video. And before you uh, forget, head down to the description to fill out the entry form for the free Justin Jefferson jersey that we are giving away. This contest lasts until May 6th, so you still have about two weeks to uh, enter that contest. So go do yourself a favor and do that. But uh, for myself and Chris, until next time, we will talk to you later. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.